Awesome admission professionals. This podcast is the Admissions Entrepreneur, a day in the life. I'm your host, Tom Skank. I'm the founder of Dartmouth Associates, and we are the creators of the Results Oriented Recruiting System, otherwise known as ROAR, a proprietary enrollment intervention that integrates entrepreneurial thinking and sales fundamentals to immediately help schools in crisis. We are also the first and only global consultancy to assist K-12 independent schools with their enrollment needs and through integrated multimedia campaigns, introduce schools to companies that bring best-in-class products and services that enhance their recruiting process from around the world. Dartmouth Associates offers 360 enrollment audits, online results-oriented recruiting training, executive admission masterclasses, keynote addresses, conference facilitation, and director placement searches. We also offer three integrated media campaigns designed to both exalt and align admission professionals from around the globe. This podcast, The Admissions Entrepreneur, A Day in the Life, our Roar Magazine, the first ever upscale lifestyle publication for the admission professional, and the San Diego Admission Fest Summit, Power Marketing for the New Era. These diverse campaigns are also designed to offer aggressive sponsorship opportunities for companies wanting to exhibit their products and services to the admission office market. If you need recruiting help or would like to promote your products or services, please email us at dartmouthassociates at gmail.com or go to our website at www.dartmouthassociates.com. Today, we're bringing fun and insights to your profession. We have incredible guests who share their unique life stories with you. So please make sure to catch each and every episode and like, subscribe, and share. Now, let's get started. Hello, listeners. My name is Tom Skank, your host of Admissions Entrepreneur, A Day in the Life, where we bring you dynamic insights from the world of education Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Paul Otis, Assistant Head of School at Lake Tahoe Preparatory School. Over the last 16 years, Paul has worked as a teacher and administrator at Lake Tahoe Preparatory School. Paul has a passion for improving students with inquisitive experiences that allow them to experience science firsthand. Also, as an avid rock climber, trail runner, and skier. He also enjoys exercising in the outdoors and sharing his love of outdoor sports with the students. Paul lives off campus with his wife, Julie, and their son, Aaron, and daughter, Amy. Paul, welcome. Thank you, Tom. Great to be here. Thank you. Paul, Lake Tahoe Preparatory School is considered the new era of hybrid boarding schools. That's pretty exciting stuff. Can you speak to that a little bit? What is it that you're doing there What's your secret sauce that is changing the lives of students so dramatically? Well, thanks, Tom. I think that's a, that's a great intro to, to talk about our school. And I think that what makes our school different than many others is the small student body size. With a maximum number of 60 students on campus, feel that we can attend to each of our students' individual needs, mm-hmm. with their educational needs, 
their social needs, their emotional needs. And we can really focus on a holistic method of educating the entire student. I think that these days, many students are languishing in some large public high schools or other institutions uh, where they're allowed to slip through the cracks without adults taking uh, a profound interest in, in these individual students. We like to take those students, bring them up here to the mountains, and um, really focus on a, on a holistic approach for each student as a citizen, a scholar, and an athlete while they're on our campus. Those are uh, pretty lofty goals. Can you, give an, uh, can you give some examples of any true-to-life examples of students that you've had? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So when a student comes to our campus, we like to custom tailor an educational program for that particular student. We like to make, uh, you know, each in, each student has an individual experience. And so we want to custom tailor everything that we're doing as a staff to meet that student where they are. Um, from their time in the dormitory and picking an appropriate roommate and a uh, good floor of, of similar students, we're also going to help that student to make an individual graduation plan so that we know right from the first moment they step on campus what classes they need to take to achieve their goals and at what point they need to take those classes. For example, how many years, how many summers. And we want to talk about what a student's long-range goals are. What are their goals for college? What are their goals for high school? You know, both academically, athletically, and socially. And then we try and compose a program uh, for each individual student to achieve those goals. For example, I have a young man who came to me in his 10th grade year from Colorado, and he lived in the Denver area, and he, he struggled a lot at home. He had, he had a hard time getting along with his parents. Uh, school had never been an issue for this young man, but he always had a hard time at home, and he really, really had a love for skiing and a love for the mountains. This episode is sponsored by School Connections. The idea is simple, affordable and meaningful venues for traditional boarding schools, therapeutic schools and domestic and international educational consultants to come together for informational and networking purposes. This process ultimately leads to the successful placing of students into the most compatible environments. School Connections workshops involve multiple individual meetings between educational consultants and admissions representatives from schools and programs. Their workshops range from two to three days and allow attendees to maximize their time with individual appointments in one workshop in one location. I know from experience, School Connections is a fantastic program. And if you are looking for students, please reach out to them at schoolconnections.org. That's schoolconnections.org. We were able to bring him onto our student body and create a program that was right for him. In his case, in his family's case, that was a variety of uh, putting together individual therapy for the young man, some parent coaching for the, for the parents at home and, and for his little brother at home. And then also allowing him to form a relationship with the Squaw Valley Big Mountain Ski Team, where he was able to work with other students and with coaches so that he could perfect uh, his, his skiing and pursue his type of skiing. We're able to meet him with an academic schedule where he was very challenged, taking up to AP classes. But during the fall, during me, the spring semester, he would only take five classes to allow him more time to train on the mountain. This student would then spend the summer doing one course in our summer school program, 
and had a full course load during the fall. You know, we would have a lot of stumbles along the way, as any young person will. I think the difference is, is that here at the school, they're surrounded by a supportive group of adults who are ready to help them to, to manage some of the issues that they face. And so I, I, I was just speaking to this young man's mother uh, uh, last evening. And so he's fresh in my mind right now. And I, I very much look forward to his graduation this coming May. That's fantastic. One of the things you, you mentioned was that you don't just work with the student, but you literally will work with involving the family. So as this student finds success, you're helping give tools to the family at the same time. Talk about Very much. Very much. And I like to view the family and the student as all as the clients. I think 50% of our client is the student, 50% of the client is the family at home. You know, and, and I always reiterate that when the a lot of times when moms and dads get on the phone with me, they always want to apologize for taking my time. And I always like to tell them, hey, look, this is this is the least that I could do. And it gives me great pleasure to have the, the little bit of time that I do have with you on the phone because this helps reinforce everything that we're doing. And I want to help parents to better understand their kids so that they can have positive home visits when the time comes. And so I can also express to them the kind of progress and success that we're seeing with their student on campus. You know, a lot of times with the type of teens that we see, Tom, the students can deal with other adults just fine, but it's the parents at home that really have a lot of the problems. And, you know, there's a lot of different dynamics that go on there. and it can, Different situations can be quite different. But I find that for a lot of families, bringing that teenager out of the home, bringing them up here to, to Lake Tahoe Prep and having them be on campus, where they can make a lot of choices in their day, where they can fend for themselves, prepare for college in an appropriate way with professionals nearby supervising everything they're doing. I think that really helps to make things better at home. And it certainly helps to prepare that student for the next level when they get to college. Sounds like a, an incredible program that a lot of, lot of families could benefit from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you to talk a little bit about, Paul, going back to this, this term hybrid in the sense that you could work with, say, the student where school is not necessarily the issue. It's perhaps the ongoings of, of maybe they're getting bullied. Uh, maybe there's a divorce in the family, those types of things. And that, that brings with it some, sometimes some emotional baggage. Talk a little bit about the support systems, not only from the standpoint of emotional support, you know, what kind of backgrounds does your staff have, but also the academic support that a lot of students might need. Well, I think what it comes down to is from the first minute a student steps onto this campus, it's relationship building. Whether their issue is academic, whether their issue is therapeutic, school avoidance, you name it, ADHD, depression. What makes our community thrive is the establishment of personal relationships from the first moment they get here on campus. We are the kind of place where everyone knows your name, knows your life story, is gonna greet you with a smile and a good morning. And that's the tone on our campus. And we work hard to establish that. Couple examples. Our first week of school, we don't actually do a whole lot of academics. We focus more on doing team builders and doing experiential learning. We pack up our entire student body and all of our staff and we take everyone up to a summer camp on top of Donner Summit, beautiful place in the Sierra Nevada with a lake 
and lots of outdoor activities. And we spend that time doing team builders, getting to know each other. And by the end of that weekend, we are fast friends. It's important for our adults to have personal relationships with the students. It's important for our students to have personal relationships with each other, right? And our small milieu size and those personal relationships are really what allow us to thrive. We are not the kind of school where you can get lost in the crowd. We're the kind of school that if you have a bad day, there's a lot of other people who are going to notice and are there going to help and support you. And it doesn't matter why you're having that bad day, whether it's academic, whether it's therapeutic. We're a caring environment. We like to promote that within our student body and certainly within our staff. So I think that more than anything, that we, we have a watchful eye for our students' moods. We have a watchful eye for our students' grades and overall performance. Being at a small boarding school, we have a lot of data on what our students are doing. We keep tabs on our students very well. And I think that's one of the ways that you could call us a hybrid. Whereas at a traditional school, students might be given a little bit more freedom, might have a little bit less supervision. We are a traditional school in that we provide college preparatory academics that are rigorous. We are a college preparatory school that we provide rigorous uh, athletics and athletic training. But we also provide that therapeutic support that all teenagers can benefit from. So whether they have a, and I would say if a, if a student has a particular learning issue, we have specialists in that. We have three different special ed teachers that are here on our campus that understand how students learn best. They like to get testing information on students, and then they can come up with a, a custom tailored plan for that particular student. I would say that we go above and beyond something like an IEP or a 504. Um, and then we get to know the kid and figure out what makes them tick on a personal level, not just on that academic level. At the same point, we have therapists on staff. We have a clinical director that keeps tabs on all of our students. And that's someone who's available uh, to, to meet with students on a regular basis. But he's also someone who's available to meet with any of our students when they're having a rough moment or a rough day. So in that way, we feel that we're best equipped to handle, handle any stumbles along the road, whether those be academic or therapeutic. You've got uh, clinicians on campus. Do you also have perhaps a psychiatrist that works with meds for the kids if necessary? We, we do indeed. And we, we use Dr. Gail Pritchard, who is a uh, PhD, who is retired from Stanford University. Uh, we are very lucky that she's moved to this community in the last five years to enjoy her retirement in the mountains. <laughs> and uh, she does have a lovely office on, off campus, but she is kind enough to come to our campus to meet with students uh, here on site, which makes it a very convenient for meds, uh, check-ins, and appointments. She also works really well with our clinical director uh, in, a, in a collaborative fashion to acquire data about our kids. Now, you talk about uh, the person on campus, your clinical director, and the doctor. Now, is there other folks that, that are involved in that kind of support for the kids? Indeed, indeed. We have. We also have a uh, clinical psychologist who is board certified for working with young folks, who I have worked with for the last 15 years, actually uh, has an alum in the family, and, and that's Dr. Amy Vale. She is a fantastic local uh, psychologist. Uh, she does great work for our kids, great work with our kids. So it sounds like you really have established a 360 support system. Um, you know, it's interesting. I know from my many years in prep schools, first for a while, schools were saying, well, we can't take kids with learning disabilities. Well, now mm -hmm. 
Most of them have got programs for that. As you said, just being a teenager, there are issues. Instead of perhaps ignoring those or not giving them the attention they need, you've actually proactively gone out and sought professionals who can work on the emotional support side as well. Correct. Correct. We, we feel that that's, that's very important. And I think that's certainly the, the trend you speak about is, is, is very much the case. Uh, I think a lot of schools are seeing types of students that uh, East Coast prep schools are seeing the kinds of the students that they didn't see in the past uh, with more behavioral issues, with more therapeutic issues, with more academic issues. And we're ready to meet those students where they are. This episode is sponsored by the Independent Educational Consultants Association. It is the largest and most respected organization representing independent educational consultants. An IECA member educational consultant is a skilled professional who provides counseling to help students and families choose a school that is a good personal match, one that will foster the student's academic and social growth. IECA members adhere to the strictest ethical standards in the profession, visit hundreds of campuses each year, and are among the most experienced educational consultants in the profession. They focus on finding the best match between student and school. Many schools have gained students from new communities because of their outreach to IECA members. Personally, I was a director of admissions for 20 years, and the IECA consultants were crucial in helping me find the best mission-appropriate students. They are fantastic people to work with. In fact, national and regional media, as well as government agencies, rely on IECA as the authority of the profession. IECA is consistently cited by the media as the association with ethical, student-centered advising. For more information on how to connect with IECA members, go to IECAonline.com. That's IECAonline.com. Com. With all of the supports in place. And I think that that's certainly what makes us that kind of hybrid sort of school. I think that there's a lot of students out there that are in that boat where they are halfway between a tr- traditional school student and a therapeutic school student. I also find that once students get involved in, not all students need to go to a therapeutic environment. And that for for some of them, that's a little too much. And that sometimes being exposed to that kind of environment can change the student in in a way that we don't like to see. So I think coming to to our campus allows us to handle some of those therapeutic issues uh, while also allowing them access to these great academics and also to the fantastic environment of Lake Tahoe. It shouldn't be understated. No, absolutely. It's it's incredibly gorgeous. As you know, I've not only visited the campus, but chatted with you and your incredible headmaster, Bill Grant, as well as looked into the students' eyes, if you will. And I came away just unbelievably impressed. Now, any great institution, ultimately, it's about the people. And I'd like to just start with you. I mean, you're, you know, you're a thought leader in education. You could go anywhere. What has kept you at Lake Tahoe Prep. Gosh, you know, when I found this job, uh, you know, and, and I, and to be frank, I started out as a classroom teacher here at the school. I, I couldn't believe that it was a job, Tom. You know, it's really, this was like, so you'd like for me to talk about science with kids all morning and then take them skiing in the afternoon and you'd like to offer me a salary for that. Well, 
sign me up. And I did. And, and they can't get rid of me 16 years later. Here I am doing the same thing. You know, I'm just tickled to do it a little bit selfishly in some ways. I did not have the best teenage experience. I, I was, I grew up as a type one diabetic living in Dallas, Texas. I wasn't always the happiest young man, you know, and, and I found myself through mountain sports. I found my passion in life through mountain sports, particularly rock climbing and skiing. Uh, those passions led me uh, to a college career. And, and it was through that, that I found my own way in academia. And, you know, I was one of those kids who slipped through the cracks, to be quite honest. Adults didn't take interest in me until I was already uh, in the late teens or almost grown. But it was when I found rock climbing and I found a group of adults who wanted to take me under their wing and mentor me, not only in sport, but in life. And that was a great value to me. And I appreciate the opportunity to get to do the same thing for kids here at this school. And that's what makes me tick. You know, I really like working with this type of hybrid kid. I like working with the kids that have had some trauma, that have had some struggles along the way. And my favorite thing is, is to help those kids to generate an epiphany. You know, that's, that's something that I always talk about. I think that if you expose, expose these kinds of kids to a thousand different experiences in the real world, they're going to find something that clicks with them. They're going to find their passion. And it doesn't matter to me what it is. If you want, you can be passionate about golf. You could be uh, uh, passionate about uh, a job, a career, uh, uh, science, math, writing. It really doesn't matter. But when you find your passion, I want you to live it to the fullest. And so here at Lake Tahoe Prep, I like to be an epiphany generator. I like to expose kids who are languishing, kids who have never been called out, never been sought out. I like to seek them out. I like to encourage their ideas and their creativity and allow them to pursue their, their passion, their life's goals. I have helped to promote this and seen this many times. And when a kid has that light bulb that goes off and you can just see them light up with that passion for life and for adventure and discovery, to the adults just get out of the way and let this kid go, you know? And now we're just the guide to help them on their path uh, towards adulthood and a happy lifetime. And so that's what makes me tick. This wasn't, it wasn't always an easy road for me but I had that epiphany moment and I was able to find uh, uh, academia for myself. And so I very much enjoy the opportunity to work at a school that has that as its mission. Well, obviously, they're very fortunate to have you, Paul. And I think that you and head of school, Bill Grant, make a great team in that Bill has been at a number of institutions. In fact, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was at the school, left for a while, and then realized all the incredible work he could do and has returned and has been here for the, about the last 10 years, correct? That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Mr. Bill Grant was here in, we missed each other by a month, you could say. He was here in the 2004, 2000, excuse me, 2005, 2006 school year. And then his mother, his late mother became quite ill and he returned home to take care of her. Uh, for several years there. You know, well, gosh, it was a month after he had departed uh, when I first joined the school in the fall of 2006. And um, I heard a lot of great stories about him, you know, and it was, a, it was indeed a great pleasure when he returned to the school in the winter of 2011 uh, for one of our snowiest winters of all time, the Alabama boy returned. And uh, I credit uh, Bill Grant with being one of my life's greatest mentors and teachers. Um, he has really helped me to become the educator that I have wanted to be. 
I, I can't thank him enough. But he's a very special man. He has touched so many lives along the way. And Lake Tahoe Prep is lucky to have him as our leader. Well, and, and certainly both of you. Obviously, uh, with every great man, there's many times a great woman. Let's talk a little bit about Paul, the father, and Paul, the husband. How did you and your wife meet? Certainly. So, oh, this, this is a great story. So, my wife and I happened to meet freshman year, the University of Colorado. Uh, not only did she live above, she was two floors above me in our freshman dorm. She was also in my biology class. And so I met my lovely wife in biology class and uh, we, we did study biology together in a study group and I was forever enamored with her. Uh, now we, we, uh, it was a large school, so we did not cross paths again until the end of the senior year when we began dating and uh, we have been together ever since. We, you know, she, she also shares my love of the outdoors and outdoor adventure. So we've been on, on many worldwide uh, rock climbing trips together and, and uh, got to explore a lot of our passions together. Uh, we were lucky enough to, uh, to be blessed with a baby boy in 2014 named Aaron Otis. And uh, then again, in um, 2018, my daughter, Amy Lou Otis was born. <laughs> Apple of my eye. So yeah, very, well, very blessed to be, to be raising both of my children uh, three blocks from the beach at Lake Tahoe. Uh, my wife is also an educator. She is a bilingual reading specialist. So she spends her wow. days at a, at a school that does Spanish immersion, uh, teaching kids to read in Spanish. Wow. Wonderful. You guys are quite the educational juggernaut. <laughs> That's right. This episode is brought to you by ISCA. Does your board chair know about ISCA, the Independent School Chairpersons Association? The mission of ISCA is to support independent school board chairs in becoming effective governance leaders for their boards. ISCA accomplishes this by offering peer support and networking resources and educational opportunities. Get your board chair connected to ISCA today by visiting iscachairs.org. That's I-S-C-A-C-H-A-I-R-S dot org. I-S-C-A-C-H-A-I-R-S dot org. Thank you so much for, for sharing a little bit about uh, your own life. You've been in education a long time. Let me ask you, as you see some of the challenges coming up yeah. for young people, and, and those challenges certainly change not only with COVID and technology. What do you feel, Paul, are some of the greatest challenges facing young people today? Great question. I think there's many. Uh, and certainly technology and COVID rank high on the list. Um, I have seen a massive change in the kind of therapeutic need for teenagers in the last decade. Uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, we were seeing more kids who were doing more acting out, more dabbling in substances, problems with the law, things of that nature as kind of a, our, our therapeutic needs. Today, I see a lot more anxiety across the board. Presentations vary. Uh, it's, it's really, it, it's, the kids can be quite different in their presentation with their anxiety. And it, a lot of times it can be quite difficult to understand that the presentation of the student is caused by anxiety. 
but that is a lot of the root causes that we're seeing these days. And that, that can look like defiance, that can look like depression, that can look like school refusal, um, it can look like, a, it can look like tech addiction. Uh, it looks like a lot of different things. And the, the reasons to have anxiety can are a multitude. So it, you, can, you, can you speak to a couple of those? Certainly, certainly. Causes well, here, for anxiety that seem to be prominent? Right. Well, you know, uh, back in the day when I was a kid, the bullies couldn't come home with you. But now every kid is bringing the bullies home in the form of their cell phone and social media and the kind of influence that social media has. And so I think that it has a profound influence on young people today. And I think that there is um, there's just a big feeling, uh, a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-esteem. As we all know, teenagers are, teenagers are so susceptible uh, to, to peer influence. And um, so I think that for a lot of teens, when they get onto social media, this brings up a lot of unpleasant feelings about themselves. Mm. And I think that a lot of them are very naive when, when viewing social media in, in thinking about what they're actually uh, taking in. I think that at the same point, there are a lot of communities that are, that are very um, high power, high charging academic communities. We have a lot of students here that come from high pressure, large public schools in the Silicon Valley area, particularly where the, the parents are a part of the rat race and, and they're pushing hard at work and it's extremely competitive. And, and at home, they've got the, the same kind of influence. And then in the school, you just got a very competitive and high pressure academic environment for kids. You know, that combined with your technological socialization can be a recipe for disaster for kids where they just don't know where they fit in. You know, I look at social media and it looks like everyone's having more fun than me and it's having a better life than me. It looks like everyone's happier than me. And then I go to school and it appears as though everyone's performing better in school than me. And, you know, for a teenager who many of are extremely self-confident, conscious, uh, this can cause a lot of really bad feelings about oneself. And so we, we see this quite a bit. And that can, that can have, again, it can have a lot of different uh, appearances on its face. You know, I, I've had students who appear to be extremely aggressive and defiant. But then when we start getting into the therapeutic causes for all of this, it's because they're, they're terrified. They're terrified to get out of bed and go deal with life. And they have developing this coping skill for avoiding external stimulus by being defiant. And it gets people away from you and it works. You know, so there's a, there's a lot of different ways that that can look, but certainly a large therapeutic need these days. On our campus, we have some really simple ways to, to deal with some of that. I think one of the most important ones is restricting students from unfettered access to technology. We have our underclassmen, grades 9 through 11, accessing their cell phones and their personal digital technology between 4.30 in the afternoon and 9.30 at night. I should also state that there's a two-hour study hall within that window that they also don't have access. So we're really only looking at about three hours a day where a student can even access their phone at all. That allows certainly some time for some play. It allows some time for them to, to contact their families, you know, but it doesn't allow them to just be living on social media all of the time. We certainly do want our students to be uh, digital citizens of the, of the 21st century. And so every student that arrives on our campus receives a MacBook Air laptop that we have uh, whitelisted 
to what we want them to access and blacklisted what we do not want them to access. So it is strictly an academic tool that they can use for success in their classrooms and nothing more. Sounds like you've developed a lot of terrific recipes to help these young people. Indeed. Let me ask you, uh, as, as all professional people, I think everybody lives by kind of a code. As you think about what has helped you in your life, if you could try to crystallize what you think people need to really focus on to help their life, and you are going to put it on a billboard, on the billboard of life, what would that say to people based upon what has worked in your life or what you feel people need to keep sight of? I would, I would probably sum it up with a, with a list of words. Uh, I would start off with hard work, hard work, loyalty, honesty, and love. Yeah, we can't, we can't do uh, too much without the love. And, and getting back right. to what you were talking about those kids, I think the more they can feel loved and the more we can help give them strategies, it's, it's going to really help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right, Tom. That's right. And, and I would say to, to any educator, any parent, any adult who is working with young people or has young people in their lives, I think that the number one thing that you can do is to be their cheerleader. My number one goal for a day on campus is to give as many positive affirmations as I can. That is my bread and butter. Whether I, 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 should, I should back that up. Whether I'm on campus or at home with my own kids, my job is to be your cheerleader 24 hours a day. Because when you become that person, when you become that positive person, who is verbalizing all of the great things that you're seeing young people do, that is what you get more of, more great things done by young people. When you become the person who is constantly verbalizing everything that young people are doing wrong, doing incorrectly or misbehaving, that is what you will get more of. And that is not what we are hoping to promote. <laughs> not to mention the positive affirmations are the way to establish those personal relationships with kids. And by going around and giving out those positive affirmations and establishing those relationships with kids, it gives me the ability to be able to have that tough conversation with them when the time comes. Incredible words, Paul. I, I just hope once we put this, this podcast out on the air that those listening, those parents listening, uh, or those consultants listening, who are looking for a what I would consider a magical place, uh, I hope they will strongly consider Lake Tahoe Prep. Absolutely. You've been so gracious with your time. I know that you, as, as many boarding school administrators, uh, have days that seem to never end, but it's not just a job. It is a, it is a lifestyle. It is a passion. You clearly demonstrate that uh, in, in the, the kind words you've shared with the listeners today. So I want to thank you very much. And I wish you continued success and all the great things that happen with the year as it progresses towards the summer and to begin all over again. So thank you again. And I look forward to, as I said, getting, getting this out to everyone to find out more about your incredible school. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Tom. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a short review on your favorite platform. It takes less than 60 seconds, and it really makes a difference in helping to convince those hard-to-get guests. Also, 
I really love reading the reviews. Lastly, please explore the full range of our recruiting services, guest opportunities, memberships, newsletters, past shows, and our exciting promotional campaigns for 2021 through this podcast, Roar Magazine, the first ever lifestyle publication for admission professionals that launches this summer, and Admission Fest Summit, power marketing for the new era. This summit will be held in San Diego on December 5th. Please go to our website for all details at www.dartmouthassociates.com. That's www.dartmouthassociates.com. Thank you again for being part of our wonderful membership, and I wish you an absolutely terrific day. This episode is sponsored by the Ninjagram app. Let's talk about automating your social media with the Ninjagram app over at www.ninjagram.app. This Instagram software will help you automate and grow your Instagram following fast by using their auto follow, auto unfollow, auto comment, auto like, and auto story views feature, and much more. Get over to www.ninjagram.app today to purchase and download the Ninjagram app at www.ninjagram.app and start growing your Instagram following fast today. Also, I want to give a shout out to my producers over at Hype Music Network and jwattproduction.com. These guys produce all my episodes and I trust no one else to bring the quality performance I demand every time. If you need help with your first podcast, they will take you by the hand and guide you through the whole process. Visit them at hypemusicnetwork.com. That's H-Y-P-E M-U-S-I-C-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com and at jwattproduction.com. That's J-A-Y-W-A-T-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N.com. You will not be disappointed.